Welcome. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy with CIO Marketing Services. Welcome to our podcast, Enterprise of the Future, brought to you by CIO and sponsored by Kindrel. This podcast offers insights and actionable steps around transitioning into the future and how to create a strategy for navigating the journey. We'll also explore how technology drives outcomes with applications, data, and AI, and impacts digital transformation at every level. Welcome to Episode 2, Mastering Modern Applications for a Modern Enterprise, where we'll talk about how IT leaders can take a business-focused approach to building a strong case for application modernization or building modern applications. We'll also outline the key steps to driving a successful continuous application modernization program and discuss how to achieve your business goals. I'm joined today by two speakers. First up is Faraz Booz, Vice President, Solutioning and Go-to-Market at Kindrel. Welcome, Faraz. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Barbara. It's great to be here with you. Uh, I'm a developer by trade with long history in delivery and IT operations. And within the capacity of, of my current role, my team and I spend a lot of time with our customers looking for ways to help them uh, modernize their applications and data to deliver certain outcomes for their business. And in the process, we assemble the right pieces of technology and infrastructure to build those solutions that will deliver exactly those outcomes. All right, great. Nice to have you for us. And my second guest is Sam McConnell, Vice President and Distinguished Engineer for Kindrel Consult. Welcome, Sam. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, Barbara. Yeah, you know, first of all, thanks for having us here. I'm, I'm really excited to have this conversation. You know, I, I work within our Kindrel Consult group, and we definitely try to help customers in their application modernization journey. And it's, you know, obviously, it's a pretty hot topic right now. So we're, we're glad to, to be able to walk through some of our ideas and share them with the, uh, the audience today. All right. Nice to have you, Sam. So let's jump right into our conversation. It's clear that application modernization is key to growth and innovation. 38% of respondents to Foundry's 2023 State of the CIO survey say application modernization will drive an increase in tech budgets this year. But with the growing use of interconnected platforms, it's no longer effective to approach modernization by focusing on one platform or one application, or even one line of business in isolation. At the other end, organizations often try to modernize their entire portfolio in one fell swoop, but stumble due to complexities and lack of resources. This means application leaders often struggle to develop a successful application modernization business case. So for us, let's start with you. How do you define modern applications? Yeah, and uh, look, at the risk of uh, sounding just a little cheeky, I I would define a modern application the same way I would define any application. Uh, And that is the the software, the code, the system that's running a set of instructions that are of relevance to something, to somebody. In our case, in our context, uh, that are are of relevance to the enterprise, to the business. Now, we, we shouldn't fall into the trap of labeling an application as modern just because it happens to be using some underlying modern attributes like, like cloud computing, microservices, containers, and so on. All of these are important. They're necessary. They're the starting point for an application to be modern. But by themselves, they're not just sufficient. Uh, in my mind, for an app, for an application uh, to be modern, 
it needs to do two things. First, it needs to do what I'll call here as the obvious. It needs to be cost efficient. It needs to be secure. It needs to deliver on the functional and non-functional requirements that are important to the business and so on. In other words, it needs to deliver on what it was designed to do. And second, it needs to help the business uh, be in a posture where it can pivot quickly. It needs to be designed in a way that can facilitate a change to the operating model of the business, however small or big such change may be. In other words, a modern app is one that's built to support the business and also to facilitate its evolution. And that's where those modern attributes that I touched on earlier come into play. They enable this. They enable an application to do this. Uh, attributes like I just touched on, like cloud, microservices, containers, serverless, AI, uh, which, by the way, when combined with data, becomes this, the, the icing on this cake that we're calling modern applications. That's what turns an app into a modern one and also an intelligent applications. All right. Excellent points. Thanks for us. So to recap, a modern application delivers on two things. First, it delivers on what it was designed to do, but perhaps more importantly, it helps support the business so it can pivot quickly and evolve, right, as needed. In other words, allowing for quick changes in products or services in response to changing market conditions. And we know that in today's digital business, this agility is critical. According to a McKinsey global survey of more than 2,000 business leaders, Highly successful agile transformations typically delivered around 30% gains in efficiency, customer satisfaction, employee engagement, and operational performance. They also made the organization five to 10 times faster, and they apparently turbocharged innovation. So there's proven upside to modernizing applications in the quest to be more agile. Sam, my next question is for you. What are the key trends you see in the applications landscape? You know, great question, Marga. And I kind of want to expand a little bit on what Foaz was talking about. But the application landscape is continually renewing itself, you know, as tech changes and innovation is created. Let's start with the first trend around cloud computing. We all know that cloud has really been a game changer for developers, you know, over the past decade because it really provides a really scalable and flexible infrastructure for building and deploying applications very quickly and efficiently. Things like containers and serverless computing you may hear about, you know, have really accelerated the way applications are developed, deployed, as well as managed. There are other things too, right? You know, microservices and mesh architectures. These are becoming very popular these days since the technology really helps the developers break down complex applications into smaller independent services that can be deployed separately. Right? And what this means is that the businesses can innovate you know, more quickly to achieve their desired outcomes in a very fast and efficient way. Barbara, another trend we see is low-code or no-code platforms are being leveraged as they bring software development directly to the business users. This not only saves time and resources, obviously, but also allows businesses to develop applications faster while directly involving the end user in the process. And this can lead to better quality and fit-for-purpose apps. Now, Barbara, you know, platforms like Power and Outcast are, are leading this trend, and, and even tools like ChatGPT are becoming influential in this space. And speaking of ChatGPT, right, that's a really hot topic around these days. But you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning are being integrated into applications to provide some pretty amazing new capabilities. Things that you know we'll see in our everyday lives, right? Predictive analytics, natural language processing, you know, even image recognition. 
this tech are, are helping organizations, you know, automate their activities to be able to drive down costs, improve their decision-making abilities, right? And, and the one I really like is creating more personalized experiences for users themselves. You know, we always see you know, you're on Facebook and all of a sudden you've talked about something and now you're getting, you know, very focused type advertisements to yourself. But Barbara, we can't forget about security and privacy, right? They are even more important in today's world of what we see going on, right? And organizations are prioritizing these concerns and implementing stronger security measures like things like zero trust and advanced encryption and ensuring that the compliance with various data privacy regulations that we see across you know, all the industries and, and, and as well as across governments. All these trends you know, are transforming the application landscape. And, and what they're really doing is they're providing organizations with new opportunities to innovate and then compete in today's very fast-paced economy. Yes, we've seen many of those same trends in our research and conversations with practitioners. Cloud is certainly here to stay. It's not going away. And as you said, it has many benefits for application developers. AI, ML, and automation, it's a hot topic and with good reason. It's pretty commonly known there aren't enough developers to write all the software that businesses need to stay competitive. So if automation, imagine if automation could remove even just a quarter of their workload, it would free them up for tasks with more business value. So for us to build on that, my next question is for you. Why is it so difficult to deliver modern applications that meet business needs? Yeah, well, look, uh, Sam laid down the groundwork for me here. He touched on on a lot of trends. And, uh, and by the way, these are just examples. There are more. Uh, these trends represent options which on the surface is a good thing. We want options, we need options, that's, that's what, we, what we need. Uh, but also at the same time, the enormity of these options can be daunting. Uh, they can introduce complexity and difficulty on this journey to modernize applications. In terms, for example, of how do you select the right option? How do you select the right combination of options? The ripple effect that, 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 that any selection will have on the balance of the environment on other applications that may or may not be uh, modernized, the interoperability, non-functional requirements, compliance, commercial, commercial issues as well, and so on. Uh, and oh, by the way, this difficulty, of course, increases when you consider doing this, modernizing an application in the context of running the business. By and large, enterprises have to modernize their applications while running the business. In most cases, actually on the tight deadlines or, or even time-boxed events like branching out into new markets and the need that, that ensue to, to modernize an application or acquisitions and the like. The classic cliche, in other words, of needing to change the tires while the car is moving. Throw skills in there for good measures. Uh, that also adds to the level of difficulty. Skills both in terms of helping the enterprise decide on the right options, the trends, and of course, executing them. Skills in terms of understanding the starting point for these applications that are being modernized. More often than not, in a lot of cases that we see when we work with our customers, their applications have evolved throughout the years with little and sometimes no documentation. So you're left to either guess or to tap into the remaining tribal knowledge, so to speak. All these represent examples that contribute to the complexity and difficulty to the journey of modernizing an apps. But honestly, in my mind, all these mean that the approach should be uh, a journey, should be considered truly a journey, and should be uh, done using a method, 
a method to, to develop a blueprint, a strategy to modernize these applications incrementally. Partners can help. Services providers can help any enterprise on this journey. We encourage our customers uh, to, to, to enlist partners, including others, including an ecosystem of partners, to tap into their depth and breadth, to tap into their ecosystem of partnerships in the markets, to select the right decisions and to execute them. So look, the bottom line in my mind is it's about taking a phased approach. It's about factoring in the variables, developing the blueprint with flexibility in mind to incrementally have always the option to mold uh, the approach as needed. All right, thank you, Frost, great stuff. Before we continue our conversation, I'd like to say a few words about our sponsor, Kendrel. Kendrel is the world's largest provider of IT infrastructure services, serving thousands of enterprise customers in more than 60 countries. As a focused independent company, Kendrel is building on their foundation of excellence by bringing in the right partners, investing in their business, and working side-by-side -side with their customers to unlock their potential. To learn more, visit kindrel.com. Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking about how application modernization and the challenges that IT and business leaders face. My next question for us is for you. How are customers addressing those challenges? Uh, that's where the fun begins, Barbara, and a uh, little bit of a spoiler here. There isn't a silver bullet to address exactly and prescriptively how customers are addressing or should be addressing this. Now, joking aside, for me, it's about taking a step back and actually approaching this as a journey uh, through the classic trio, people, process, and technology. When we work with our customers, we do take a phased approach with exactly that as the guiding principle. We start with what I'll call here as the basics, assessing and surveying the starting point, the current estate in as much details as possible. And then defining, defining a target architecture, the end state, along with a simple set of standards. That's, that's key, uh, both in terms of technology, technology stack, and also governance, things like policy, configurations, the t-shirt sizes that may be of, of interest to specific parts of the business and so on. Uh, exercises like this, uh, on the surface are not complex, but they can be hard. They can be hard because they, they by definition, require interlocking and getting the buy-in of stakeholders from many different parts of the business, sometimes even outside the business. They require consideration for functional and non-functional requirements. Defining policy just simply, for example, in terms of what workload can be hosted where, data access, security, latency. And you do all of these, and then you shift the focus on the actual implementation based on that blueprint that defined the end state. You begin introducing the things that we discussed earlier as the foundation for modern apps, what Sam touched on as the trends. You begin having, at that point, the right technology, the architecture, the process, the governance, and you combine all of these with the right training, with the right operating model. You begin introducing things like an agile delivery method where you form squads, to deliver specific outcomes. And you source the skills for the squads based on whatever is needed to, to deliver on those outcomes, including developers, for example. You infuse, in other words, DevSecOps at the core of the business. An approach like this 
uh, brings incremental solutions to these challenges. Again, never, never as a silver bullet. An approach, perhaps more importantly, an approach like this removes emotional attachments from the decision-making process on this journey and from its execution. Partners can, can help, as we touched on earlier, enlisting the services of a partner can immensely, uh, not necessarily simplify, but just enforce those principles and, and maintain, maintain flexibility throughout the, the, the journey to introduce more options as needed. Yes, Ross, great points. And I'd like to reiterate the value of a partner here. The IT and software skill gap is real. 30% of respondents to our 2023 State of the CIO survey say over the next 6 to 12 months, they anticipate hiring experts in application development. But let's face it, they won't find all the right folks, and that's where Kendrill can help. So Sam, over to you for my next question. What are the key steps to prioritize for successful application modernization? Yeah, sure, Barbara. Fawaz explained that when we talk about application modernization, you know, we mean updating old applications to work better with new technologies, right? And, and there's no silver bullet, like you said, but it's not an easy task. So, you know, from our experience within Kindle, we have found that if you follow a few key steps, you know, at a high level, um, you can really drive the desired outcomes in a controlled fashion. First, you need to figure out what the business wants to achieve by modernizing the application. This involves looking at what's not working well within the old application through either you know, automated or manual discovery, and then figuring out what benefits a potential new application should bring to the table. Now, once you know what needs to be improved, you, know, you need to focus on creating a strategy for updating the application, like Fawaz said, right? And this is key, right? And this includes figuring out you know, what technology you plan to, to leverage, the cost and the return on investments of various types of of modernization patterns that you can you can take on. Then we want to prioritize what needs to be done first, right? Second, third, and, and what can wait because you, you're going to have limited budgets to to do some of these projects, right? And you have to focus on where you're going to get the best value for the individual businesses. To make sure this goes smoothly, you should create a simple migration plan that is agile and can be built upon as you learn and play back to your stakeholders. And this plan includes figuring out, you know, simple things like how to transfer data from the old app into the new architecture. I mean, I say simple, it's not that simple, but, you know, and, and more important, what you really need to do is to make sure everybody, you know, knows and understands how to operate and manage the new app. Because there's always that transformation element that, you know, Foz talked about. Finally, you, you need to monitor the progress of the project, right? And, and make changes as needed, you know, as you iterate through the, the various phases. But you also need a system to track the functionality and the performance of the application with a very sound you know, testing approach. And, and those things can be very difficult to, to put in place and then to put the right governance around. And that's where either partners or you know, some consultants can come in and, and help you. Now, we found that if you follow these, you know, I, I highlighted very simple steps, right? You know, and obviously, you have to go a lot more in depth. But businesses can really modernize their applications efficiently and effectively. It does take very careful planning and hard work. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves. But, you know, in the end, we are finding, at least with our customers, some really great outcomes, and, and they're seeing that it's worth it. All right. Thank you, Sam. My follow-up question is for you. What's the cost or even the risk of not modernizing applications? Foss hinted on that, but that's, you know, a really great question. And, and Barbara, I really have two answers for you, really. First, sometimes it's more efficient not to modernize your application. If it's nearing the end of 
you know, its useful life, it might be better to buy, you know, a new one, like a software as a service, instead of spending money on, you know, updates or, or maybe even you want to decom the application because there's, there's something else that your business is prioritizing on. That's why it's, you know, it's important to really analyze your entire application portfolio and compare it to your business goals and then only modernize where it makes sense. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit, in many cases, not modernizing applications, it definitely can be costly and risky for businesses. And Barbara, let me explain this just a little bit more. Uh, You know, legacy applications can be expensive to maintain and update because they require specialized skills and hardware that are more and more harder to find and maintain. We talked about security, but they can also be prone to vulnerabilities and compliance issues, which can put sensitive data at risk, which, you know, no businesses want these type of days, right? Another problem with legacy applications is that they may not be able to keep up with the change is needed for that business, right? Which can limit innovation and competitiveness. You know, this can lead to decreased customer satisfaction and even, you know, possible market share loss for the business. You know, additionally, these, these old or legacy apps, whatever we call them, they may have limited integration capabilities with the more modern technologies. What that's going to do is it's going to hinder, you know, data exchange between systems. If you're trying to pull innovation out there, you need them to be able to talk to each other, you know, fairly quickly. And this may create information silos that really slow down your business decision-making approach. And, and Barbara, to summarize, right? Not modernizing applications can be costly. It can be risky, like you said, and, and it can definitely hinder a company's ability to compete in today's really fast-paced digital landscape. That's why you know we at Kindrel feel it's crucial for businesses really to prioritize application modernization, to stay current with the latest technologies when it's appropriate, and then you know help yourself out by reducing the maintenance costs and protecting your sensitive data, and really you know overall increasing the productivity of the business. Okay, thank you, Sam. So my closing question is for both of you, but I'll start with Faraz. What's next? Where do we go from here? Well, we go on the journey. We go on the application monetization journey. We have been on it ourselves as a business, and we have been helping many of our customers on it, uh, and we'll continue, of course. We encourage our customers to approach this Uh, not just as a journey, but also to co-create that journey with a partner. Uh, None of us uh, claims to know the exact answer. As we said earlier, there's no silver bullet. We do assert that we know how to deduce that answer, preferably, of course, jointly with our customers. So we encourage them to do so with a partner. We encourage them to tap into that depth and breadth a services provider brings to the table so that they can establish those baselines, the inventory, the starting point, define the future state, Uh, so that they can define the approach as a snapshot in time, leaving room for integration, for changes. Things will inevitably change on this journey. We encourage our customers to democratize the data. It's a very important thing. It's a cool thing, too. Uh, We encourage them to find ways, well, we help them find ways to build uh, and to build a strategy to identify, to extract, to consolidate, to build a pipe for their data from various sources, like mainframe, like distributed systems, like ERP systems, like IoT devices, to build a pipe from all these different sources of data to consolidate them on cloud-native options so that they have end-to-end visibility, so that they can run end-to-end analytics, so so that they can infuse AI into the mix. We help our customers with this so that they can fuse uh, AI insights from data into applications. Look, if I take a step back, 
and I look at applications without data, they represent just a static listing of instructions. And then the flip side, if I look at just insights from data, but without the ability to take actions on them as things that are, that are useful, but are just sitting on the shelf collecting dust. Infusing the two brings this value to, to enterprises. Fusing the two together helps us bring this, this true value for our customers, helps us uh, let them build modern and also intelligent applications that bring the true value that they need for the business. All right. Thank you for us. Sam, what are your thoughts? You know, Barbara, I, I think Faraz really nailed it. You know, he gave a very good holistic viewpoint. But let me add just one simple statement that I, I suggest you start small on a very specific area that can have a large you know, business impact. Do your analysis up front. This is going to help you learn and then drive into the larger you know, application modernization activities that you're going to have to take on down the road. All right. Thank you, Sam. That was great. Thank you again to my guests. Faraz Booz is Vice President of Solutioning and Go-To-Market at Kindrel. And Sam McConnell is Vice President and Distinguished Engineer for Kindrel Consult. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this second episode in the Enterprise of the Future podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by Kindrel. I encourage you to tune in for episode three, where we'll explore how to achieve IoT excellence and transform operations in manufacturing and industrial sectors with real-time insights. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit kindrel.com. For CIO and Kindrel, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing business's foundry, in association with its sponsor, Kindrel.